NBA Straya. How are you going? Hey, going? That's right, it's NBA Straya. It's Tuesday. Oh, jeez, the worst of the days, November 9th. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. No longer locked down, baby! Freedom! That's right. Drop the squid off the daycare today. Unreal. First time in a couple of weeks. Anyway, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA. What a chaos day it was today as well. That was awesome. Uh, we're here ripping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. And we don't take things too seriously, do we? No, we don't, Jibby. We leave all that for the nerds. But look, insane NBA day. Steph goes for 50. Joker nearly killed a Morai. The Suns and Lakers nearly blew massive leads. Cat knocked in a shot that basically tied up an insane game. We've got a jar explosion. We've got a bull's run. We had the comeback, Kings, and again, Joker nearly killed a guy, even if it was a Morai. Uh, and Ben Simmons is apparently now cool with the Sixers, mental health experts. Who knows? Anyway, so we're going to talk through all that. We've got all eight games from today wrapped up in the NBA Australia game wraps. We've got a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the knife, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, is the unpopular opinion of the day. And there's our back takehouse, where we're serving up a flame girl take. Uh, we've got a Shane Hill shoot a shoot shoot your shot line him up award. Uh, no prizes for guessing who that goes to today. And the Australian Player Watch. Very brief one. But either way. And we've got the, uh, again, another brief game preview and pick for tomorrow because there's only three games tomorrow. But either way. We've got a Jingles HR. He's answering a question from a Josh in OKC. Better stick around for that. And this is episode 694 of NBA Australia. Let's bloody well go. Alright, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. That's right, Manscaped. They're all about precision-engineered tools for your family, jewels, And they just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. All across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. It's awesome. It'll make you go, oh, that's pretty good, 4.0. Not bad. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Seriously, it's Christmas just around the corner. If it's for your uh, significant other, it's for yourself, it's for anybody you know, do it right bloody now and help us out, would you? Look, I'm one of the first people to yell about the 4.0. The lawnmower is awesome. I've been blown away by it. I tell you what, old mate, she's like, geez, this thing is pretty well made. I'm like, yeah, it kicks ass. So... Go check it out. It's well designed. It's uh, very, very, very cool. But the best part is the light, the no-nick technology, and the wireless charging. It's awesome. It's just such a good combo. The light, the, uh, what is it, the ceramic blade. So you've got the advanced skin-safe technology. You'll feel confident shaving your boyos just as I feel confident doing it. And it's awesome fun. No more nicks, mate. No more nicks. <laughs> It's like New York once uh, Brooklyn win the title. Anyway, you've also got trim guards. You've got wireless charging. It's just really, really good, really slick. And if you've been using your nut trimmer on your face, that's gross. What are you doing? You're doing it wrong. Grow up. Take a long, hard look in the mirror. Take a long, hard look at yourself and just go, that's it. I better listen to Jimmy. No more face trimmer. I'm a nuts, and vice versa. What are we doing? 
Nobody wants pubes in the mouth. So get your own ball hair, body hair trimmer with Manscaped to make moo time the best time and get 20% off for free shipping with the code Straya. Your balls will thank you and so will everybody else who comes within, like, I don't know, vague contact with them. So do it now. 20% off free shipping with the code Straya at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. It's a lot of money, I'll tell you that much. With free shipping at manscaped.com, use the code Straya, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Mick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better, you better watch out for the Joker attack if you're uh, Markeith Morris. Oh boy, that was a big hit, wasn't it? Anyway, let's get to all that in uh, today's daily. Well, the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Whip around. There you go. That was pretty gnarly, wasn't it? What a day. What a day. So it starts off, the Bucks are out there recruiting Biden. I just kind of think it's neat that if you're not a shithead president, you get a free personalized NBA jersey, probably worth of 180 bucks. That's awesome. You get to hang out with some NBA players. So President Biden's out there praising Giannis and Giroud for their uh, the way they're out there talking about the vaccine and the, uh, the, getting the message out to Bucks fans about it. Just really cool. It's also really nice for the NBA to go back to the White House when there's not a fuck stick in it and go, yeah, this is great fun. We like being honoured and not treated like shit. So good on them. Way to go, NBA. Uh, what else? Oh, that's right. Joel Embiid out today. The latest to cop a uh, COVID positive spot, which uh, obviously sucks. A, he's going to miss a bunch of days because he's sick. And B, he's fucking sick. So Doc Rivers talked about this today. And uh, Joel with the COVID symptoms, he's not doing great. He's struggling with it, very similar to Tobias. So it does sound like, you know, a couple of breakthrough cases here and there, and it just fucks with you. And uh, so, you know, just remember, stay stay safe out there. If Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Matty T can cop it, uh, anybody can, and that sucks. So, look, hopefully Joel, Tobias, Matty T... Uh, Larry, Mark, and Kevin, all the other NBA players out there who have uh, copped the COVID and doing okay. Right, the latest on Ben Simmons. We woke up today. There was trade rumors to the Celtics. What? I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Interesting stuff. Oh, do you think it's Daryl Morey trying to re-up that trade value a little bit? Oh, well, I've heard that he's worth Jalen Brown. <laughs> Get out of here. So that popped off, and... Everybody sort of, you know, there's various reports shooting it down, going, that's bullshit, whatever. And then you just re- you sit back and think about it for like more than two seconds. You're like, yeah, fuck, why the fuck would Boston ever do that? It's hilarious. But um, the bigger thing to do with uh, Ben Simmons was, we talked about it on yesterday's show, right? After uh, Simo was fined again for skipping the Detroit game, uh, all of a sudden he's like, wait, hang on a second. It's costing me $360,000 to not go see a doctor. Fuck. All right, I better do it. He's like my old man. Dad, get yourself checked out. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, a couple of levels to this. So what he was doing was the Sixers are like, right, so it's fine that you're seeing mental health experts with the uh, through the NBA PA, the Players Association. Cool. Can you tell us uh, what programs and the steps that are basically involved in this to 
get you back and how can we help? And they're like, nah, fuck you. And the sixes were kind of like, look, we're not asking for the specific information about what's happening in these sessions. We just want to know uh, essentially the program and the details of what the course might entail. You know, we don't need the actual stuff. So his refusal to provide basic details of this uh, mental health meetings and this course evaluations, treatments, etc., and uh, not accept any consultation with any specialist arranged by the team, that seemingly pushed the Sixers over the edge again, so they started finding him. And now, Simo's like, oh, okay, so if you keep finding me, I guess I better uh, sit down with the, the people that you recommend a little bit, eh, and just sort of uh, figure some shit out. So this is what happened. You got the Woj report. Uh, he's meeting with a team-recommended specialist to discuss mental health concerns. That's fine. Uh they don't have to reveal any of that, obviously, with patient, you know, doctor confidentiality and all that sort of stuff. But basically, I'm pretty okay with the Sixers going, look, we just need to know what fucking, like, course, <laughs> like, you might even be approaching. We don't need to know the details of what you're going through or any of the actual stuff. But the doctors, so he's then, Simmer's also explained to the uh, Sixers, right, these are the doctors I'm seeing. So I'm going to give you the names. You can chat to them about it. And that's what I, and that's basically where he was left at. And then he decided, right, okay, uh, we'll hang out with your team recommended guy or girl. And we'll try to figure it out from there. So pretty interesting stuff where he was kind of like very clearly doing the bare, bare, bare minimum at training. And another Sixers uh, report had him refusing to, uh, you know, jump in on any uh, actual team activity drill stuff, which might also explain why he was fined again. But the Sixers are just kind of like, all right, we're now not able to find you because you've actually given us at least your doctor's details. And we can ask them, I guess, about, you know, what courses and what recommendations of treatment they might be looking at. Who knows? And... It's going to come down to this idea of whether or not the team recommended doc kind of can evaluate Simo and his findings, their findings, whatever, and uh, basically just to ascertain whether or not Simo's acting in bad faith or not. And we're going to come out of this all the fucking dumber for it, aren't we? Just trade him. I think that's where we're at. Jalen Brown! Speaking of which, the Celtics, uh, you know, trade rumors were pretty funny. He's out one to two weeks with a hammy. Colin Sexton, MCL. Little MCL tear, that sucks. Well, no, not a little MCL. There's an MCL tear. There's no timetable on Colin Sexman Sexton's uh, return for the Cavs. MCLs are a weird one because sometimes you can go without surgery. Sometimes you can come back very quickly from them. Sometimes they take a while. Either way, it sucks because Colin Sexton was one of the young dudes from the draft of, what, 2018 who didn't get an extension, right? Like, there are reports that he wanted, like, one of those Michael Porter Jr. Maxes. One of those shy Reddit Gildas Alexander Maxes, and everyone laughed him. They laughed him out of the room. They went, nope, shut up, Colin. And then there were reports of the four-year $100 million, and the Cavs wanted an attack on fifth year on there for a bit of security. They all basically came to a crashing conclusion of nope. Uh, so, look, hopefully the sex man will be back soon. This means rookie Tiki Tata, Rupi, oh, now has the reins in Cleveland next to Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. And I'll tell you what. Darius Garland, if he can step up, it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. 
Most improved player, question mark? Also, Miles Bridges, talk about blokes who didn't get a contract extension. He's absolutely been crushing it. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., he's also out for the foreseeable future, according to coach Mike Malone from the Nuggets. Michael could be back in a week. We don't know. So when he says foreseeable future, it's actually not foreseeable. They just don't know. They can't foresee that future, <laughs> which is pretty great. Oh, jeez. So it's a bit of a shit show. But TJ Warren, look, there's a bit of optimism about paces forward. TJ Warren here. We might back maybe at some point December, January. That's been a shitty injury. And Rui Hachimura is expected to be reintegrated fully in the next two weeks, apparently. Uh, basically, he reported back finally. He's now back working with the team after uh, dealing with some personal stuff. So, look, hopefully Rui's doing okay. And this is the weird thing about the Simmons stuff, right? It's like, I'm all for Simo trying to work through whatever he's going through with mental health experts. Uh, I think the Sixers are within their rights to sort of know what treatment he's going through, if not the details of what, you know, is going on in them, etc. And you kind of just get stuck in this morass of like, he said, she said, now we're just at another fucking impasse, eh? And uh, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Like, this is just how it's going to go, right? It'll be like, it's 3D chess, but everyone's a fuckhead. (laughs) It's basically the best way to put it. And the last bit of news, players of the week. Jared Allen was the player of these. That's right, go the throat. Jared Jared Allen, one of my personal faves. Watched him when he was a kid, I did. And uh, Paul George out there in the West, MVPG. What do you reckon? I don't know. Right, let's do some game wraps. Game raps, 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 the game raps today, Freedom Day, tell you what, had a good day, dropped the squid off at uh, daycare, rode the bike, first time the little kid's been able to leave the fucking house apart from to get COVID tests for the last, what, two weeks, we jumped on the treadley, fanged over to the uh, daycare, dropped him off, rode home, grabbed himself a coffee, came into a fucking empty house for the first time in what felt like months. His old mate was in the office. It was great. Like, yes. Sat my ass down, watch some football, watch some basketball, and here we are. Right. The Knickerbockers of New York City went into Philly and beat the uh, Delaware Bluecoats featuring Seth Curry. Uh, that's right. The Knicks beat the Sixers. 103-96. No Embiid. No Harris. No Matty T. No Simo. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah. Slow, rough start for the Sixers. Look, Corkman had like 16 points in the uh, first half. Sort of kept them in it. Niang and Shake Milton, though, were like, what, one of eight? Each. Oof. Niang like stepped up late, but uh, the Knicks look good. Spread it around. They did some work. RJ was feeling it. They're up 14 at the half. They lose Nerlens Noel to like a knee knock, which sucked. They started the second half. A couple of Danny Green threes. Suddenly the Philly uh, Bluecoats <laughs> were right back into it. But the Knicks pulled it out in the fourth quarter. Just hold steady. Fucking yes. One of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, like there's a few times they're up nine or so, and every time they sort of turn around, the Sixers would hit one or two shots. They'd get a stop. But the Knicks, right at the end, they uh, coolly smashed into three. Kemba got an and one, and uh, the Sixers basically couldn't answer, and away they went. So uh, the Sixers, look, 14 points and 25 rebounds for Andre Drummond. That's one of his classic Detroit stat lines. Wow, he's really good. 25 rebounds. Yeah, and he lost. It's Andre Drummond. That's what he does. 19 for Corkman. So 16 in the first half, three, count of three in the second. Nyang Gang, 15 on 15. Maxi. Look, 16-9-5, uh, 6 of 19 shooting, though. A bit of a tough one for the Sixers today. Uh, they shot 38% as a team. Yoish. Uh, the Knicks, Julius, had 31-12. and 12. He was awesome. Went 5-10 of tw- 10 from deep. 
Uh, 15 points on 6 of 20 shooting for RJ Barrett, however. Just a really rough uh, last three quarters, basically, for RJ. Fournier had 11 and 6, quickly had 10 points, went 3 or 4 from deep. D-Rose, not a giant impact, but kind of handy. And they sort of just hold on the Knickerbockers, all based around Julius, just basically being the fulcrum of everything. Philly now dropped to 8 and 3. I think that's what their six-game win streak coming to an end. And the Knickerbockers of New York City now 7 and 4. Brooklyn went into Chicago and lost 118-95. Fast start from the Bulls are up 8 after one quarter. And the Nets smashed him in the second. It was like 20 to 12. Aldridge had 15. What was it like 20 to 12 on the rebounds, I think, in the second quarter? Aldridge had 15 points. The Nets basically went on an 18 6 run and then dropped another 10 zip run. Absolutely fucking crushed it. But then the Brooklyn offense and defense fell apart in the second half completely. And then the Bulls just went bang in the fourth quarter. Rang up 42 to 17. It was crazy. The Bulls were down four. I'm watching this just going, oh, yeah. This is going to be great. And then, bang, the Bulls just went absolutely fucking ham. It was like a Caruso 3, a Vooch 3, a Ayo Dosimu 3, Alonzo 3, and then even DeMar hit a 3. It was just a fucking avalanche. And the Nets defense just uh, can't cop it in in the face of something like that because they're just not that good at the moment. KD was incredible. He had 38 on 24 shots. He was amazing. Harden stunk it up, though. Just really couldn't get into a rhythm. There's a couple of times when he's, like, you know, out there basically staging, you know, for free kicks, as we'd uh, call it in the AFL. But staging for fouls and then just not getting a call, realizing he's not going to get the call, and just, like, pouting and pulling the pin on the offensive possession and going, fuck it, then, I won't even care. LaMarcus Aldridge had 19 and 7, but uh, everybody else had a rough run. Paddy had a rough shooting night. Bruce Brown was absolutely fucking horrible. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, Zachy Cake, Adam Levine for the Bulls, 10 of 17. He went 0 of 4 from 3, but just everything else he did was really good in this game. 24, 5 and 5, really handy. 28 for DeMar DeRozan there, 11 and 13 for Vooch. He went 5 of 14, but actually had some really big buckets in that fourth quarter. 11, 4 and 3 for Lonzo. Uh, Shitty shooting night, but as mentioned, hit one of those threes as well in that big run. 11 points, 3 steals for Javante Green. Ayo! Dosunmu at 15 as well. He was great. Brooklyn now dropped to 7 and 4. Chicago, 7 and 3. Minnesota and Memphis. Oh, geez. Does anybody want to win this game? The Grizzlies pull it out in overtime, 125, 118. The Wolves jumped the Grizz, and uh, the Grizz then ratted off for like 11 straight points at the end of the first. It was electric. It was awesome. And then the Wolves sort of slowly but surely just. Fucked up the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies' defense, I'll tell you what, it is not great. And you're like, well, I guess they don't have Dylan Brooks. It's like, I don't know if Dylan Brooks that makes that much of a fucking difference. They just like, we talk about Charlotte giving up big runs. Uh, we saw Sacramento do it today. Atlanta and the Wolves. Like this time the Wolves actually turned the tables and went on a big run against the Grizz. But then, of course, the Wolves really wolved up the joint, didn't they? They gave up a massive run right at the end. And uh, the Grizzlies come back from a 16-point deficit. And uh, basically, at the end, they get a turnover. Jar hits his free throws. They're up three. They inbound from under the bucket to the Wolves. Almost gets intercepted, but tipped out of bounds by the Grizz. So now it's in their front court. Cat catches the inbounds. There's not enough time to foul him. He just throws in a moon ball three from almost half court to Banks in. We're going to overtime. 
And uh, look, you know, I always try to say always foul up three, but they didn't even get a chance to. <laughs> it, was that, it was like 1.1 seconds on the clock. It was crazy, but then the Grizz just out-executed in the overtime. Uh, Triple J, he played in a half-decent game. He fouled out, uh, and Brandon Clark was fucking awesome for the Grizz. The resurrection of Brandon Clark, that was incredible. A couple of very big moments. Uh, big tip in in overtime, got him back up four, and that kind of never uh, looked back from there. But the Grizz D, you got to be a bit worried about it at times, especially against a team like the Wolves, where D'Lo was on one today. He had 30 points, 7 assists. He shot 10 of 22 and 6 of 13 from three. It's the classic D'Lo game that makes you go, oh, nah, but D'Angelo Russell's good, man. And you're like, ah. Yeah, he might pull off like six of these in a row and then be just fucking horrible for two months, though. It's the classic dealer. Carl Anthony Towns at 25 and 13. He was really good. He goes three of nine from downtown. Ant-Man at 27, five and three. Shot nine of 22, but he hit four of nine from three as well. The bench had 16 total points. Beasley stunk. Naz Reed. He'd barely hit a three all season. They went two or two from downtown. It was crazy. Um... Almost sunk the Grizz, but no, they hold on because Ja Morant is fucking unstoppable. 33-8. and eight. Top 20 player in the NBA right now. He's incredible. He might make an all-NBA team. He So top 15, top 10, Jesus. He was unreal. Just wouldn't let them lose. 14-8 and eight for Triple J. He had three blocks. We were 19 for DeAnthony Melton and 20-9 and nine for Brandon Clark. Just a couple of forgotten blokes in this Grizzlies rotation. Boom. They get the tap and off they go. Desmond Bain was all right as well. 13 points. Went 0 of 6 from 3, though. But it's kind of steady in, like, a late game situation. A couple of almost turnovers, but... Uh, and how's Slow-Mo, a.k.a. Dollar Store Draymond, 12, 9, and 7. That was great. Anyway, Minnesota. Oh, geez. Just... I mean, they just kind of stink, don't they? <laughs> they just... There's just so little cohesion to this team at times that... I mentioned it, I think, on yesterday's show during the weekend winners and losers. It's like an AAU team, and it's just gross. They're three and six. Memphis, six and four. What else? Oh, New Orleans got absolutely fucking straight killed. So he got straight killed. By Dallas, 108-92. Uh, yeah, dead. Whatever. I mean, no spindles. The Pelicans are just shit house. Whatever. Uh, Dallas got a bit of a scare early, but they ground out the win, so whatever. Uh, Jonas, my name is Jonas Valanciunas, 22 and 11 for the Pals, 22, 6 and 5 for Josh. Hot! Uh, 18 points for Nicky Alexander-Walker. He shot 8 of 20 and went 2 of 11 from 3. Keep shooting, Nicky. Oh, bro, the next one's going to go in, eh? Uh, the bench outside of Jackson Hayes, 0 of 14. Ugh, the Pelicans are a rabble. Uh, the Mavs, they shot over 50%. Luke had 25, 5, and 5. The Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. 12 and 8 on 4 of 13 shooting. Thanks for coming in, Zinger. Uh, Hardaway, though, 17, 6, and 4 for him. 17, 4, and 6 for Jalen Brunson. He is awesome. I love him. Uh, Reggie Bullock, 12 and 4 as well. New Orleans dropped to 1 and 10. It's all over, Red Rover. Dallas, 7 and 3. Miami! This is it. This is where Joker fucking lost it. 113, Denver win this in my uh, in Denver over Miami, 96. This got mental late. Denver were absolutely kicking the shit out of the heat because no one on Miami could make a shot. Uh, Keith Morris, Markeith Morris, one of the Morai twin brother, Marcus. Uh, Keith decided it was a good idea while running up the court to uh, sort of do a bit of a take foul on Joker. Threw a bit of an elbow. Got a little bit high as Joker sort of lifting up his arms to, you know, do something with the ball, keep it out of his hands. Cops it as Joker. Keeps like, oh, yeah, it was a foul. Turns around. Joker lines him up 
and throws his entire fucking body weight into snapping Markeith Morris in half. And look, I'm all for Markeith Morris getting his just desserts for a shitty fucking hard foul. And we all know Markeith Morris, fake tough guy. The Morai are just a bunch of fucking sooks anyway. But Joker, just the blindside fucking shoulder, hip and shoulder shiver when the dude's not looking is a dog act. And it was fucked. So look, it's like the enemy of my enemy is not my friend in this case. It's like both of them fucked up and it was both shit. Morris might not try that again anytime soon because <laughs> the problem was his head snapped, his head and neck snapped back so viciously that that's what threw me off completely and has Joker much more in the wrong. Like Morris is a shithead. We get that. That foul was a shitheaded move from a shitheaded player. But Joker just wailing on a motherfucker with his back turned, completely defenseless, is just shit bloke territories. And that's fucked. Um, the craziest part is Jimmy Butler acts as, uh, you know, peacemaker. Tyler Hero takes a couple of steps. Like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, fuck, it's Joker. I'm out of here. Oh, I got pushed away. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try to act peacemaker. And so does Jimmy Butler. And then Jimmy Butler in uh, classic Jimmy Butler fashion is like, hey, meet me outside, man. Meet me outside. It's like, Jimmy, you could have had a swing at the Joker right then and there, but you were pushing each other away from each other. But whatever, um, a weird one. Because then the Nuggets, after all this washes out, end up shooting free throws. Like, But Joker nearly killed a guy. They had to bring out the stretcher. It was pretty brutal because like, you did see him hit the ground. You're like, oof. He kind of got up with the help of Hero and, well, then hit the ground again. You're like, oh, okay. Not great. Because I know, look, if you've been hit, Sometimes you're kind of like, oh, I'm good. Oh, shit, I'm not. And you got to sit back down. But Jesus, um, I don't know. Look, Udonis Haslam didn't try to fight anyone. That was weird. Regardless of all that, the wash of this is that this was a very bad loss for the Heat. <laughs> they let Will the Thrill Barton off the hook. Lowry, Hero, and Bam all stunk, and they got their ass kicked in Denver, who didn't have MPJ. They didn't have Jam and Jamal, and they got killed. So <laughs> that was fucking crazy. Ugh, regardless of shit-headedness at the end. Uh, Butts was awesome. 31-5-8 for him. Duncan Robinson, 4-8 from 3, but everybody else brutal. Like, bam, had 10-10. and 10. Jimmy, that's not bad. It came on 10 shots. Lowry was brutal. I can talk about him in a second. Hero went 3 of 12. There goes my hero. Watch him run away from Joker. Um, for the Nugs, 25-15-10 for Joker, but also just shit-bloke territories with that hit. Ugh. And look, he apologized after the... He's like, yeah, it was bad. I was dumb. It was a dumb play. What am I doing? And you could see him sitting on the uh, bench by himself, just like looking like the squid when he knows he's in trouble. Like, you know, the times that you're in trouble at school and you're like, fuck, they're going to call mum and dad. I'm dead. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <sighs> that was what Joker was doing on the bench. Will the Thrill, 25, 5, and 6. He went 7 of 9 from downtown. downtown. That was good. Monty Morris, the forgotten Morris. Don't know why he didn't step up for his brother. <laughs> Do you imagine if Monty was like the little lost Morris? 14 and 5M. Air Gordon went 0 of 5 from downtown after his game winners against Houston. Classic, but he did have 10, 7, and 3. PJ Dozier shot 2 of 11. Whatever. Miami now 7 and 2. Is that right? 7 and 2. Yeah, 7 and 3. That's what I thought. Denver now 6 and 4. Jeez, I can't type anymore. It's fucking weird. Atlanta! They lost in Golden State, 127-113. This was fun and very close for the first half, and then it wasn't. 
Uh, 19-3 run at the end of the third quarter. Steph went off, takes control of the game. JTA was smoking. Juan Toscano Anderson, love that. And that was the big thing. For Golden State, the reason why they're so good and why they're now 9-1 and one is that it's coming from everybody. It's not the Steph show like it was last year. Iggy's got his hops back. Damian Lee's contributing. Wigo's just doing little bits and bobs here and there. Poole is canning stuff. And, of course, you then just sort of have these games where Steph just lays the smack down. And he saw Trey Young and went, Oh, they keep calling you the, you the new Steph Curry. Well, guess what? Oh, I'm actual Steph Curry. Fuck you. Bang, 50 and 10. And the cool part about that is the Warriors now sort of like handling stuff with like a joy that basically probably hasn't been there since like Kevin Durant joined the fucking team. Like the first year of KD, like 2017, and you're like, ugh. Okay, oh, 20, yeah, 2017, the first year of KD when it's like just the pile on, you're like, fuck off. But those Warriors teams in 15, 16, there was such a joy to what they were doing. And they've still got to add Clay Thompson. It's so cool. Either way, the Hawks went 17 to 43 from downtown. The Warriors went 18 to 44. That's incredible. 28 and 9 for Trey. Bogdan had 17. John Collins has a tall cocktail. Had 19 and 6. But just not an again. This is the thing with Atlanta. Not enough impact from everybody else. Hoyt up had four of eight for eleven points. But Gallo went one of seven. Reddish went one of four. Capella went one of five. It's a big, big fucking like lump to get over. When you got those dudes going three for 16, you know? The Warriors, Steph, 50 points, 10 assists. Guess what? He might pop up again later. Jordan Poole had 16 points on 17 shots. JTA had 11. Just really, really handy, like handy spots he scored in, though. Did Juan Toscano Anderson. There's only Juan Toscano Anderson. Loved it. Uh, Damian Lee at 11. The Mitten had three steals. He is a menace. He fouled out. Uh, tried to fake not being on the court. It was pretty funny. Atlanta now 4-7. and seven. Golden State, 9-1. and 9-1. and one. Also, the Hawks are 4-7. and seven. Oh, man, the regular season is so boring. Well, guess what, Trey? You might not be playing in the fucking playoffs, mate. Phoenix, hold on and hold off. The Sacramento Kings, 109-104. Weird game. Pretty tight in the first half. Then bang. 31-12, third quarter. The Suns blows it open. And it's feeling like it's going to be uh, that way for the fourth quarter. Then, boom, the Kings turn around out of nowhere with a 28-9 run to get it back within three. But they just couldn't quite get it over the hump right at the end. De'Aaron Fox misses a couple of free throws. It's negated completely by Booker also missing some free throws, but they can't get a shot off at the end. And uh, But they were down 24, got all the way back into it, put the scare of God into Phoenix, who were absolutely cruising. This was over at the end of the third quarter. But Sacramento just get back in there. Fight, 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 fight. Can't get over the hump, though. No Tyrese Halliburton. 24 turnovers killed him. Uh, Fox had 24, 4, and 5. 26 and 6 for Black Falcon. Love to see Harrison Barnes. He's crushing. He went 7 to 9. He's awesome. Buddy had 14 points and 5 of 16 shooting, though. Not enough contributors up and down that roster. The Suns, CP3, had 16, 3, and 5. 18 for Booker, but it was campaign. That's right, campaign. 24 points off the bench. That's right, he plays one good game every two months. One of them happened in the playoffs last year, and everyone lost their fucking minds. And Michael Bridges had 16. Sacramento now 5-6. and six. Phoenix jump up to 6-3. and three. And the final <laughs> game of the day. Probably the funniest one. 126, the Lakers hold off the Hornets. 123 in overtime. Malik Monks dropping in shots from the Lakers logo against his old team, going absolutely off. Rusty Westbrook's trying his hardest to give the game to the Hornets. They give away four three points at the end. 
just out of nowhere because Russ and Mello just yelling at the refs. There was a 26-12 run by Charlotte to tie it all up right at the end. AD took some of uh, Russ's secret stuff like out of Space Jam and decided to go, oh, fuck it, I'll ISO for the win. Clank. <laughs> Off they go. But this was crazy. It was like a 24-9 run at the end of the third quarter by the Lakers to actually really take control of this. And then that logo bomb from Monk sort of capped it off, and they looked like they had control of it. But as said, like a 26-12 run of the sh- by the Hornets, Bridges just cans a three, and it was on for young and old. It was really fun. And I'll tell you what, the Lakers are just trying their hardest to lose some of these games. They finally hold, in, hold on in one, and here we are. LaMelo was awesome. He had 25-15-11 and 11 for a big triple-double. Terry Rousey had 29 points. Hit some big shots. Miles Bridges had 19 points as well. 21 for Gordy Hayward. Four turnovers. Gordy, just stay on your feet, mate. <laughs> 13 and 10 for the Plums. He fouled out right at the end as well. And uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. coming off the bench to have eight points on 10 shots and being a minus 24. Thanks for coming, Kelly. You love it. Uh, 32 for AD for the Lakers. Rusty with a triple-double as well. 17, 12, and 14 for him. Anthony Davis, I don't know what's happened to his three-point shot, but he's like way off of the... I think he's like 2 of 24 or something for the... Uh, 3 of 24 for the season. He had 32-12 with four assists, three steals, and five blocks. It's amazing. What a line. But it never really felt like uh, he was taking... It was bizarre. I don't know. Over three from three, 13 to 25 from the floor. That's a huge, huge line. But I'll tell you what. The Lakers won this game because of Carmelo Anthony... Malu, is it me you're looking for? 29 points. He was amazing. 7 of 10 from 3. Mallow, you gun. And as predicted on uh, yesterday's show, Malik Monk, 10 points off the bench in 17 minutes. <laughs> He's like, this is my old team. Fuck him. <laughs> He's talking shit to the bench. I love it. Anyway, the Lakers needed that one, didn't they? 6 and 5 now. The Hornets also dropped to 5 and 7. They stink. Let's do uh, the NBA Australia Proof Performance. Of the day. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, uh, I mean, look, there's a couple of good ones, isn't there? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Who do you like in this one? I mean, I'm a big fan of Julius. Goes to the 31 and 12. Really took it to the sixes. Melo! Anthony Davis. Look, how about we give it to all of them? Oh, and yeah, yeah, Steph. Steph had 50. So, yeah, it's over. <laughs> ah, it's ridiculous. Of course it was Steph. So, Mallow, he was great. Anthony Davis was great. Even though it didn't quite feel like AD was just dominating. It was weird. I don't know. But his nice little buckets at the end, the free throws at the end, really sort of uh, got this over the hump. 32-12 with four assists, three steals, and five blocks. Unbelievable. Mallow's 29 with the seven made threes. Tell you what, 50 and 10 from Steph probably drops it all still. 31 and 12 for Julius. Great stuff. But Steph Curry, fucking hell. Should we break down the uh, the shooting now or we wait for later when he wins the uh, next award? Let's just wait for later. There you go, Steph. That's the NBA's <laughs> performance. There's so much joy in what he does. The quote a line from the hold steady. God damn. And I love it. Spot of the night. 
Spud, 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 but we had a couple of East Coast spuds here. Bruce Brown starts. He plays 31 minutes for the Nets. He had one rebound, two blocks, two turnovers, and two fouls, and that was it. A team worst minus 28. I don't know how Bruce Brown missed so many bunnies, but he did. He was like everything in the paint. He'd go up, and it's like, that is not even close, mate. How bad is your touch tonight? 0 of 8 from the floor. He was brutal, but at the same time, so was Big Buddha Carl Lowry. Minus 20 for the Heat, 0 of 8, 0 of 6 from downtown, 4 assists, 3 turnovers, 4 fouls. Absolute spud territories for uh, your man Kyle Lowry against the team who's starting Monty Morris. Jesus, Kyle, what are you doing? But that's also the case of the old uh, getting old point guards, right? It's hard to do it night in, night out when you reach the uh, latter stages of your career as a point guard, obviously. So you're going to have those nights with Kyle Lowry, but yeah. 0 of 8 is a rough one, and so is Bruce Brown. What are you doing? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Look, it's probably Markeith Morris, isn't it? Because when you're the victim of a, a pretty brutal hit, like the one that Joker put on him, you got to sort of sit back and go, yeah, you don't want that to happen to anybody. But if it's going to happen to somebody, one of the Morrises, uh, one of the more I, I'm probably okay with it. <laughs> but I fucking hated the hit. I hated it so much. Literally, no mates on the bench for Joker, as I mentioned, like look like a kid. You know, they're, like they're about to get in big, big, big trouble at school. The teacher's going to call their parents. You're fucked. Um, and also, like, Morris, like, that was just shit-bloke territory. His foul, I get it. The response probably didn't... The action didn't warrant the response because his back was turned. Do it to his front, and it's a completely different conversation, you know what I'm saying? But because it's completely from behind, he can't fucking brace himself at all. Watch that next snap, and it is just not fucking ideal. It's not good. Because, I don't know, they're getting up and just going, nah, I'm done. Oh, jeez. You cop that hit. As I mentioned earlier, you realize, oh, fucking no. Back down you go. And I think out of this, old mate, no mates is everybody. <laughs> because Joker, shit bloke for the hit. Morris is just a shit bloke in general. He won't try that again. You've learned a very, very, very valuable lesson, I feel like, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Heath Morris. The uh, tough guy thing is well and good, but then you get hit back again and it'll make him pause next time. Learning a lesson with extreme prejudice. <laughs> so who are uh, old mate, no mates in the Balkans? That'd be the Morris twins, Butler, Hero. Yeah, all of them. Good luck uh, going to Serbia. Pantsing of the night. Oh, basically, I love that they're all looking and going, they all realized it was Joker and nobody wanted a piece of him because they're like, oh, wait, his brothers are here. Fuck. Butler thought about it. Bam thought about it. Even Udonis Haslam's like, mm, nah, I'm good. Pantsing the night. Kenny Smith on Zion Williamson. It's not hard. Eat less. Jesus, Kenny. That is just out of fucking nowhere, mate. What is going on there? That is absolutely brutal. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> 
Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Ayo! Dosa moved 15 points in 20 minutes. I loved it. 6 of 10 shooting for him. Uh, the kid is awesome. Lamelo though. Come on. The little brother. Absolutely shreds. 25, 15, and 11 for Lamelo. 3 of 8 from downtown. 8 of 19 from the floor. Absolutely smashed it while his brother really struggled. I mentioned that earlier with Lonzo. 4 of 12 for his 11 points. 4 rebounds, 3 assists. So, Lamelo. Every time your little brother outdoes you, it's a tough one. Lamelo, you're better than Lonzo Ball. So is Ayo. Ayo. Love him. God damn, he's good. He's got such good hops. Seven rebounds. He's just like leaping over everybody. All right, let's do some quick yeah, nahs. Right after, mm, let's say, we'll go back to Delhi. How's that sound? This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some Yanaz. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Night Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, if you go anywhere without a couple of slabs, shit bloke territory. So bring the bottle to you at the DailyLiquor.com. Use the code Strayer. Get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on me. And thank me later when you uh, get around their prices, the wines, the cocktails, the beers. There's lots going on. It's great. So check it out. The new season's here. Summer's here. It's for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon, so smash the dailyliquor.com right now and get in that code Strayer and uh, get a sixer on your mate, Jimmy. How good's that? All right. First off, Simmons for Jalen. Yeah, nah, nah. What are you doing? <laughs> this is one of those uh, classic trade rumors where you're like, one, team, one team's fans like, oh, my God, that job, that's a pretty fair trade if you ask me. Sixes. And if you're the other team... What the fuck? That, what else are they throwing in? Like about all of their draft picks forever and ever and ever. And definitely we're not going to do this anyway. That's the Celtics. There you go. Uh, obviously, shit, yeah, if you're the Sixers, this is, you'd love to do that. But it's just not going to happen. The thing is, the more I thought about this, like Simo on the Celtics would be fucking hilarious. But the thing is, you'd need to have him with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That might be like the fix. They just don't have the assets to make that work. Uh but this really breaks down to the simple fact. I mentioned this earlier. This is Daryl Morey resetting the market on Ben Simmons and just like letting everybody know, hey, man, we're talking to the Celtics about Jalen Brown. So you better come up with something good like Jalen Brown and basically setting a false ceiling on your, uh, or a false floor at least, on your uh, trade negotiation. So Daryl Morey, good leak. <laughs> also nice to see Bill Simmons pop up uh, with his, oh, hey, Daryl, it's Brad. Hey. What's going on with that guy who quit on your team and now does the bare minimum and completely torpedoed his trade value? Any interest in discussing a deal? Uh, well, we'd want Jalen Brown. Okay, I'm hanging up. Have a great rest of the day. <laughs> Good one, Bill. Jesus. Uh, so, I said we're going to revisit the Lakers' Charlotte Yenars from yesterday. And I'll tell you what. I don't think we've got many answers. <laughs> like... The Lakers are still cooked, and their end-of-game stuff, they go completely ice-cold. They need Carmelo. Like, Carmelo, they need to trade off other bits and, like, build around Melo at this point. He's the only one doing anything. Rusty was just out there trying to fucking lose it for them. AD's, like, final shot was absolutely atrocious. I mean, just, it's gross. And Charlotte, like, they're coaching, they're ice-cold shooting, their defense, it just completely just disappears. 
It's like you thought if they could have pulled that one off, it might have changed the like absolute complete course of their season. But as it stands, like they're still in complete and utter like struggle town, right? So Charlotte, I don't know if we learnt much more about them after today. They've now lost five on the trot. It's now an extremely rough West Coast swing. They've still got the Grizzlies, which they might win, but geez, I don't trust this Charlotte team as far as I can throw them. Thing is, nor can I about the Lakers. Like, the Lakers needing Camelo to go completely bonkers to ride that one home is just not ideal. But look, I think they'll survive. This is a nice, like, whew, thank God for that kind of win, you know? So six and five rather than five and six, and uh, good on them. Got a couple of ones from Jez. Uh, hey, boss, a couple of year nars for you on this lovely Freedom Day. Oh, geez, Freedom Day is going to be good. Can't wait for the next beer. Uh, first one is a double intertwining one. The Raptors should be investigated for some sort of pre-draft shenanigans for how they knew something. Clearly, the rest of the world didn't when they took Scotty Barnes at four. Yeah, nah. Because if it was awarded now, Scotty Barnes would be Rookie of the Year by a few lengths. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, for both of them. I'll tell you what, the Raptors were dragged a little bit. Because it did feel like Suggs was the consensus, like, you know, at least fourth best, the top four in that draft. And it was all going basically chalk at that point. You go Kay Cunningham, Jalen uh, Green, uh, Evan Mobley. Raptors the first wrench in the works with Scotty Barnes at four. But they obviously just went, right, he's going to be fine. The shooting is all good. And it is one of those things where you're like, I don't know, did they see something in his mechanics? Did they just love his motor so much and go, it doesn't matter, he'll be good? And Sugg sort of sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been sucking so far. But, yeah, if it were rewarded now, Scotty Barnes uh, would probably run away with it, right? Even missing a couple of games. Like, he, Mobley, and Giddy are just crushing at the moment. Green, just the inefficiency is killing you. So, Scotty Barnes... Yeah, it's between him and Mobley at the point at this at this point, right? So good on him. Uh, second one, especially with the talks of Boston entering the talks for Simo, a trade for Box Hill Benny needs to happen ASAP for the sake of both parties. It seems it's gone past the point of him playing for the Sixers again, being to benefit of anyone. Yeah, nah, yeah, and I think this is what I was uh, slowly walking to, working towards earlier. Like him coming back, it just. It very, very clearly seems like he's like gone right line in the sand. Uh, agents, we need to have like at least a vague plan of how to counter everything the Sixers are going to ask of me, so I don't end up playing again. Which is wildly self-defeating because if he comes out and he can show just look, my head's all right, I'm feeling okay. I still want to trade though, but here is like me playing the James Harden tact from last year, right? It flies in everybody's face. It's distasteful. But at least it'd give you proof of concept if you're a fucking team trading for him, right? Go, right, yes, he is still six foot nine, six foot ten. Still a defensive terror. Can still play point guard. Fine. Fuck it. Off we go. As it is now, like no team's gonna trade for him. Like we need another two weeks of panic <laughs> for somebody. And maybe we'd uh, get a bit of movement, but otherwise, yeah. Jez isn't wrong there. Um it does just need to happen ASAP, but I feel like Simo just needs to get out there and actually play to show that he can. Uh, Matty Owers, just a special bonus weekend loser because I did get a message from Matty, uh, long-time listener, absolute legend Matty Owers, who is on the uh, old uh, NBA Australia Fantasy uh, lineup as well. 
and in the NFL Australia Fantasy one as well because Spud of the Night, weekend loser, he's uh, lost three straight in the NBA and he's lost six straight with NFL Australia in the fantasy. So that's a rough one for Matty. So that's a bit of a shout out for him. All right, what about the unpopular opinion of the day? What are we going to do with this one? Look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, yeah, the Simo thing. I'm sort of starting to come around to the idea that uh, yeah, maybe wasn't all that Im- like as long as you've got Embiid. I don't know. It might not actually matter because there were some great stats about. Remember last year how he was like one of the top guys in uh, three point assists. Oh, it doesn't matter that he's not shooting threes. He creates a lot of threes. Like, well, is he though? Because. So far, the Sixers have the number one offense in the NBA and we're leading the NBA three-point shooting field, three-point percentage. Like, and the three-pointers will way up. So that's without Simo. So I don't know. Maybe having someone out there who actually also shoots threes makes a difference. Yeesh. Anyway, let's see what he can do on a different team already. Outback Takeouts for today. It's Tuesday, and our back, and no, that means, oh, yep, it's my weekly check back into seek.com.au to replace all of me staff. Because that bloody big bird got loose in the kitchen again and slaughtered every last one of my kitchen staff. But we finally brought him down and popped him in the pot. Cassowary casserole. Only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is Nikola Jokic should not only be suspended by the NBA, but he should be in jail for that coward bloody hit. On Markeith Morris. But not only that, Markeith Morris should be in jail with him, just because he's a shit bloke as well. Only at Outback. Uh, also, Joker should be suspended however long Markeith is out. I just want to know if you're faking it, Markeith. <laughs> Fuck, that was a big hit. All right, really quickly, Australian Player Watch right after. Let's say this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do the Australian player watch. Paddy Thrills, rough nut on the uh, shooting front for Paddy against the Bulls. 21 minutes, goes 2 of 9 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3. He was a plus 10, though, so 5 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists. Uh, and obviously for the Sixers, Benny not playing. Aussie Matty T out with the COVID. Not great, but I'll tell you what, Josh Green got out there against New Orleans for a minute and didn't bother the scorers. So that's zeros across the board. That's a 1 trillion. Good job, Josh Green. At least you're getting out there. Love to see it. Well, with all this in mind, let's uh, go to the most obvious fucking award of this week. The Shane Hill Shooter Shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord. I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill Shooter Shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. I mean, Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> that's the 50th time that Steph has scored 15-plus points in a quarter in the first quarter. That ties LeBron uh, for third behind Kobe and Harden. So 
Kobe did it 54 times. Harden's done it 53. And he and LeBron, Steph, have done it 50. Not bloody bad. The thing is, Steph just had his 10th career 50-point game, which is just fucking jaw-dropping. 50 points on 14 of 28 shooting, 9 of 19 from 3. But I'll tell you what, Hammer will tell you this. It's the free throws. That'll get you there. 13 of 13 goes uh, Steph. That was awesome. The craziest part is he had 10 assists. Take those away. Just launch up some more shots. He could have had 70. could have had 80. <laughs> but 50 points, 10 assists. Steph was incredible. There is still nothing quite like Steph Curry going absolutely fucking ham in the NBA in terms of things that are completely and utterly delightful. Apart from maybe this tweet, uh, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in, Marcus Morris. We don't usually do anybody outside the Aussies uh, when it comes to the Twitter check-in, but we'll check out this one. Marcus Morris waited till bro turned his back. SMH noted. Writing stuff down emoji. Yeah, so Marcus Morris didn't like uh, Joker wailing on his twin brother. So Marcus Morris, fellow fake tough guy, (laughs) tweeted out how tough he was. The best part was... Their first response on the tweet, Jake Johnson, what are you going to do? Shoot one of seven on him? Ah! <laughs> Got him! Loved it. That was such a good one. On you, Jake Johnson. And Marcus Morris. Look, what are they going to do? Like, fucking beat up Nikola Jokic? Good luck with that. Just look at his brothers. All right, let's do some game previews for tomorrow very quickly. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How good was Freedom Day? Oh, it's going to be better when I go uh, sing some beers and then come back and uh, do NFL Australia with Gaz later tonight. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but either way, today's picks of the eight, we went one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I think that's right. Let me just check. Uh, no, we missed the Lakers one. So we went four of eight. Damn it. It's <laughs> a half point on the bloody Lakers. Uh, so it's four of eight. If I can do some quick maths, that's 84 of 146 for the year. Not bloody bad. So four of eight. We've only got uh, three games tomorrow as well. Uh, Milwaukee, they go to Philly. Philly on a back-to-back. I'm going to go Milwaukee here, even on the road. Five and a half point favorites are the Bucks. They do have Giroux. They do have Giannis. Philly without Embiid, Tobias, Matty T, Simo, obviously. I think Milwaukee just got too much firepower. Uh, similar as to what you saw with the Knicks, right? As long as one of their dudes went off, Philly just couldn't quite match it. Just the top-end talent when you're losing that many dudes. It's pretty brutal. They'll put up a fight, but I think the Bucks will cover and probably win by about 8 or 10. Uh, Utah host Atlanta. Atlanta also on a back-to-back. I'm going to go to the Jazz here at home. Minus 7.5. I think the Hawks, it's a tough game against the Warriors today. They were right there, but Utah, I think their defense will be a bit too much for the Hawks, and they'll give them the clamps, and Utah will win it. Last one, Portland go to the Clippers. And I'm taking the Blazers here, plus two and a half. There's just a little bit of fire here and there for the Blazers. The Clippers, they've pulled two giant comeback wins out of their ass in their last couple of games. I think Portland will just be riding a little bit high on that Lakers win. And I think we've got a big Dame game coming. He fucking loves having a go at the Clippers. So give me some Dame. And give me the Blazers plus two and a half. And you know what? That's it. You little ripper. All right, that's it for today. Um... What we might also do tomorrow is do some power rankings if there's a, or something else different and fun. Because if there's only three games, we'll have a little bit of extra time. Uh, so in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG. Check out NFL Australia. There'll be a new one of those out tonight after Gaz and I get shit-faced and uh, talk some stuff. 
Absolutely wild NFL week as well. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. His week is absolutely crazy. He's covering another batch of WWE releases. Aussie action from NXT. CM Punk's promo work with AEW. All the regular bits. Go check out World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Uh, or follow him on FWCIE on Twitter and on YouTube and stuff. So go check it out. Buy some merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Help me get rid of some of these uh, last remaining T-shirts so uh, old mate doesn't kick my head in for taking up too much space. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Go to manscaped.com. Seriously, got a couple more days of this promo. Uh, they will hopefully stay on. Only if uh, you go out there and use that code STRAYA, get 20% off and free shipping. Thedailyliquor.com. Use the code STRAYA and get a free six-pack. Knowable. Download that up from your app store. Bang in the code. Australia get 20% off as well. Get smart today with Knowable. Big thanks from Oslo. Uh, to from Oslo. For the intro and address song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're over running out times out now. And also, big thanks always go to Joshua Delarandis. Fascinated. Goldmines. Ramshack. Alami. Iowa. Sex. Jedi. Grand Grand Grand. And Dozer for the tunes you heard throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth. Facey. Apple Music. And Spotify. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All right. We'll finish off today with a brand new Jingles HR. I'm going to go run off and drink some beers. And we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR. Yep, that's right, when I'm not out here sinking threes, blowing kisses, or polishing the table in the mansion that I own in Paul George's head, I'm also the world's leading HR solutions expert. Just out here delivering expert solutions for all your HR problems. That's right, that's what I do. And I'm going to do that today with these questions. Well, we've got one. It comes from Josh in OKC. Hey, Joe. I just started a new job in a new city and I feel like I'm trying my best to make new friends. But my co-workers are kind of freezing me out a little bit because I'm the new guy and I don't know what to do. Do you have any tips? Cheers, mate. Josh, okay. See, oh, geez, Josh, look, thanks for writing in. Um, it's always a tough one starting a new gig in a new city, isn't it? Because look, look, the easiest way around this is very easy. Shout everybody beers on Friday knockoff froths. As long as you're of legal age to drink. That's an easy one, of course. Besides that, though, if you're not, I'm just saying, a lot of it comes down to communication and making sure everyone knows who you are, what you stand for, and that just they know that you're a good bloke and you're a good hang. So go full-on charm offensive. Coffee's for everybody in the office. Always put your hand up. I'm going for a coffee run. Does anybody need anything? Get them donuts, bagels. Just bring it. Oh, I bought in donuts today. Does anybody want a donut? There you go. People will fucking love it. You want to pick up lunch orders? I'm going to get lunch. Does anybody need everything? See, it's really easy. You can even do the carpool into the office every day. You can also just try to be there for everybody. Whenever everyone needs a bit of a hand, stick your hand up. Oh, you need help moving? Oh, yeah. I've got nothing on this weekend. Off you go. Because then they'll see that you're a good bloke and open up a little bit to you. Just word of warning, don't let them take advantage of you, though, though. Because as much as you want to fit in, I mean, I spent way too long picking up laundry for a bloke named Rudy until I felt comfortable telling him to go pick up his own fucking French laundry, right? And I was like, you know, it took me a little while, but then I told him to go blow it. So anyway, look, as we say here at Jingles HR, it's good to be mates with your co-workers because it makes work fun, and if work's fun, life's fun. And if life's fun, 
you don't have to fucking pick up any French bastard's laundry. Right, I hope that helps you out there, mate. And uh, that's all we've got time for this week on Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingalls. Get a jab up, ya. <laughs>